Well, folks, you're very welcome along this Wednesday evening for a very, very special edition of the TTM Chat Show. Myself and Kevin Kelly are here, as, as always. And uh, tonight we're two very, very special guests, two troll men who are out in the US of A, uh, living and uh, working and functioning the best they can out in Philadelphia. Christopher Morris from Galway, of course, well-known footballer. And then, of course, joining him tonight, Becky Gormley from Ergo Kieran. Both of you welcome, lads. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks for having us. So, by Chris uh, and Dickie, both a uh, huge challenge in which this weekend. I'm not talking about following Trump's rallies around the country or anything else. Uh, you have decided that uh, yeah, Sunday being Sunday, you might as well uh, put the running shoes on and go for a run. Chris, 26 and a half mile, big, big job ahead of you. Uh, it is. It's, it's definitely going to be a tough one. It's, it'll, be a, it'll be a mental battle, definitely trying to get through it with the no preparation behind us, you know, but... Listen, if you can overcome that in your head and you can go out and do it, there, there's nothing stopping you for further advance of what you can achieve, you know? Yeah, and Declan, you obviously come from a, a very experienced athletic background. Is that, is that the case or are you uh, relying solely on your uh, your years of, of football football experience to back you up as well? I know that just coming around, coming around, just going to rely, rely on sheer ignorance just to bowl through it. I think, but they, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be part of it and I'm glad to watch Crippy, Crippy on it. I'm hoping to see a lot of other faces that's going to show up as well, be it a three mile run, one mile, two mile, three mile, whatever. It's for all in it together. So I'm looking forward to it. I suppose that part's very important. You know, if you're doing anything at all, motivation is, is hugely important. And, and the fact that there will be such a big Irish population. And this obviously is getting a bit of a blast over there, but you'd be hoping, Christopher, that as Declan says, there'll be plenty of guys who show up along, maybe run a mile or two along with you, maybe run a mile or two later on as well. But having people in there with you uh, is certainly something you're going to need to, to, to keep you, well, keep the focus and keep the motivation going. Definitely, yeah. As you say, there's going, to be, there's going to be times there when you're struggling and mentally you're going to think you can't do it. Maybe seeing somebody that you didn't expect to be there, pull up beside you, or just a group of friends there that are going to help, like, help you achieve your goal. It's, it's, it's the same simple things that are going to help drive you on and keep you, keep you realising what you want to achieve, you know? Yeah, you mentioned there, uh, you mentioned struggling, of course, and uh, as well as we all have our own struggles, but you, you, you've come through a few tough times in, in your own, Christopher, and I suppose that's, that forms part of the motivation that has brought you to, to this the situation this weekend with the marathon ahead. Maybe you want to just fill us in on the background in terms of who the marathon's for and your involvement there. Yeah, so the marathon is for Sister Concilios in uh, Newry there. I was in it for three months there when I was about 20 years old. So I went in at Christmas and got out at March time and it was for to be treated for alcohol addiction. Uh, Basically, I was just abusing alcohol so much that I had to basically throw in the towel. I wasn't getting sober any other way. I was trying meetings. I was going to different places trying to get in. And for one reason or another, they weren't accepting me. So the fact that I got into Newry and I got clean out of it was a huge benefit for me. Obviously, I've struggled at times back and forth, back in the drink, off the drink and whatever else. But... I always said if I ever got a bit of time behind me that I would give back and I put up a post there about six months ago saying I was going to give back and now that I'm coming up to my year on Sunday, eh, I thought what better time to give back to them, especially during the pandemic when money and stuff might be tight around 
Kunmara. And I just thought it was a good reason for me to celebrate the year sober and also to, you know, give back to them. Obviously, you're working in, in uh, Philadelphia with, with, with that and so on. But from the point of view of um, your, your own suppose, mental health as well as everything else, I mean, you, you mentioned you were about 20 when you were there in Cunemore originally. Obviously, you, you, you have you had your struggles even in the States. Chris, it hasn't all been easy. No, it definitely it hasn't been easy. It's, it's, it can be a lonely place when you're out here, you know, at 20, 21, 22, whatever age. It doesn't matter what age you are. Times can be lonely for you. Obviously, not being back home with having the support of your family and friends and stuff. But it's just vital that you surround yourself with the right people, people who want to see you do well. Um, people that are just, like, if you go to them and say that you feel like lifting a drink, that they're not going to let you do that, that they'll pull you a different direction or they'll have a talk with you or simple things like having a coffee with you or anything like that. Even with the girlfriend there, I tell her, like, listen, I feel like taking a drink. We'll go to the shop together and we'll buy maybe $30, $40 worth of sweet stuff and we'll just sit in and have a movie night and get the sugar a different way. And thankfully, after a few hours, that normally passes. Yeah, Kevin, I suppose, in fairness, uh, guys of our age and, and back then, it'll be interesting to hear, obviously, you know, slightly older than Chris has taken this. We do take a lot for granted, you know, and, and, and the fact that we sometimes don't realise just the problems with the, that, as Chris says there, that addicts face, you know, whatever the addiction is, looking for that fix isn't easy. And as I say, because we are where we are and the support network we have around us, we're very, very fortunate in that respect. Very fortunate, surely. No, like you know, uh, thank God, none of us have have been touched by that. But you know, you have to admire the likes of. I would know a few people, but obviously, Crippy would probably be the best known that I've known that have run through this. And um, you have to admire people like like Christopher there for coming out the other side of it. And you know, it does take an awful lot of willpower and, and commitment. And um, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have bad days, maybe more bad days and good days, a bit like on the football field at times. But, um, you know, it is all about getting past those dark days and getting yourself, I suppose, surrounded with, uh, with friends that are, that are going to take you the right road. Um, you're, Chris, are probably the first to admit maybe in, in the past when he was at home, maybe just the, the wrong people were taking them the wrong way. And, and I suppose that's, that's part of life. You have to sometimes learn by your mistakes. But I'm absolutely delighted and so... I have to say the whole people at Galby and surrounding areas are the same to, to you know why we're missing him obviously on the football field because he, he was such a talent and, and part of where we wanted to go as a club but everybody's delighted that he's doing so well in Philadelphia and um, hopefully that's the trend that's going to continue Noah. Uh, Declan, I always think when, when, when people go abroad you know especially when they go to the United States to work and I've known different lads who've gone across there and some have found their way and some, some have lost it I mean and the history of Tyrone is littered with guys who went to America and did well and then fell by the wayside. I mean, you're out there a number of years now in a good position. Very important that the likes of you in terms of a role model and a, and a sort of a guide, a mentor, call it what you like for Chris. You know, do you, do you see that, although it's not part of your job, but do you feel that way in, in terms of how you, you work with them? I, I, don't, I don't see it as part of my job, but it's... Um... You know, there's a lot, as you say, there's a lot of people that have been here, whatever, be it five years, six years, seven years. And the longer you do stay here, you do feel yourself you're more responsible for younger guys that come through. You might have done stuff in your past that you're not proud of, that you, that you try and move those advice on to the younger fellows. 
Um, as Crippy said, here can be a lonely place unless you surround yourself with, with good people. And if you do that, you, you'll normally succeed. Uh, and the support network, and you, know, you mentioned there about surrounding yourself with people. The support network is very, very important, particularly, as Chris has said there, guys who have that issues with, with addiction of whatever sort, because there are so many forms of it. But it's very important that the right people are there and people who can, you know, it's easy to, to, to like a guy when he's, when he's doing well. Plus, when he's down and out, that's that's a, that's the, that's the big challenge. You never know. You never know what other people are going through, and, and uh, you know, addiction doesn't discriminate what age you are or, or how it's going to come. But you don't you don't go out don't go out that way. But I'm going to become an addict. But sometimes it happens, and you know, it's uh, just good to have places like Connemara that people can turn to and know that they have that kind of uh, support behind them. Uh, Chris, you mean what you were like way back then? What what was life like? For you you know where where. You know, when you look back on the type of person, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> don't want you taking this the wrong way, but when you look back at the type of person that you were, the life that you led, and I mean, so many only people, I'm sure, said the same thing that people were looking at you. If only we get this guy in a straight and narrow. Do you look back now and think that was all part of the learning process, or that was, as the song says, a waste of time? Uh, it's, it's... When I look back, I find it hard sometimes to look back on things that I've done because I think I was that numb by it all, by what I was doing. You know, I didn't, I didn't really understand the extremes at the time of how much I was hurting people around me and my family, like my parents, friends, club. At the time, I didn't really realise. I just thought that I was a young lad having a good time. But when I, when I do remember it, I remember it just as a real dark, dark place, you know, like, Lifting a, like lifting a drink and not even wanting to drink it, sitting there, maybe even close to tears, having a drink in my hand, saying, I don't want to do this. But in my head, it was saying, if you don't take a drink here now, you're going to die. And like it's just it's simple things like that. It's, it's the mental state that alcohol, or, alcohol takes you to. You know, it's, it deteriorates your whole brain, basically. Like it's... It's a downer, like alcohol's a downer. Yes, you can have your high for the first maybe three or four pints, but after that, or the next day or whenever it wears off, it's a come down. Like, and maybe if you're going back to back days, maybe two, three, four days at a time, eventually that's all going to pile up on you again. And it's just a mental, mental bottle to try and push through that and get up and get on with things, like even regards work or anything like that. Like, I remember Mickey Donaghy always saying, Kevin, you're like the courier, you're out every Wednesday. Like, <laughs> I was missing, missing days all over. Like, it was, it was just a bad way. You were missing work and then you were feeling bad about going to work when everybody else was there all week and you were just showing up. And then you start to think, what's people thinking, man? What's, uh, what's people thinking? And everything sort of catches up with you eventually. The mindset gets very delicate and everything starts to just put you, it put me, and a state of depression over the head of it like you know yeah. i never intended for it to get to the extreme it did and it was in Kimura actually when i was sitting there in the parents meeting uh, my mum and dad was in and they asked me like how did you have you anything to say to your parents and i just burst into tears and just said i don't know how it got this bad like it started out as a casual thing like everybody else taking a few drinks here and there and it progressively just got worse and worse and worse for me to the point where like I was even taking seizures from withdrawal symptoms and <laughs> even with that like I took 
took the seizure and then getting into hospital and then getting out of hospital and going back in the drink, silly things like that. It was just, it was a mental battle. It was always in my head, like, you need a drink, you need a drink, you need a drink. And it just, it messed with my whole life to the point where I was just sitting having panic attacks randomly in the house or my mum would have to ring friends to come over to the house and try and settle me. I was just vibrating on the seat, like coming off drinking, whatever else. Like, and it was just, it was a very, very unpleasant place to be with regards to everything, like no motivation to even get out of bed or there was times where I'd be in bed for three and four days at a time and mum would take my father down to see me and see if I was all right. And, then they'd leave out that club mates coming over to see if I was all right. And it's just, when you're in that much of a funk, it's very, very hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, as they call it. Like even the simple things, like when you're in them moods and stuff, the simple things are an achievement, getting out of bed to go and brush your teeth or take a shower or anything like that. You know, it's just, it was a very dark time in my life and something that I'm not proud of. But at the, the flip side of it, you know, I can, I've learned a lot from the experience from it all. Like I learned what I don't want to be, you know, it's, it's made my drive to want to be the best that I can be to succeed. And if I didn't go through them bad times, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing now, if that makes any sense. It does. Just on that, I'm thinking, you're out there in Philadelphia, obviously life's good at the minute, decades in work and all the rest and things are going good. Um, do you think the fact that you're in America has made the, 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 this challenge a wee bit easier to cope with? Because if you're still back home in Galway, you know, I'm just trying to think, where would you be? It's a difficult question. Where would you be, do you feel, if, if you hadn't got away, emigrated, and, and just removed yourself from, from where, where the, not saying the source of the problem was, but where things were much too easy to let, to let us up? Yeah, it's... it's... A tough one to call. Like a lot of people ask me that, where would where would it be now if I was still back home in Yable? And to be honest, I, I can't answer that because I didn't give enough myself enough time to try and get myself back into the community or the club or anything at the time. Because when I got home, I think I was on a flight here the next week. You know, coming here obviously it benefited me. It's 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 learned me to stand my own two feet. It's learned that I can't go run into people if anything goes wrong. It sort of, it makes you more mature in every aspect of life. Even regards there, I moved into an apartment in the city with my girlfriend here last year. Simple things like being good with your money, eh, paying your rent in time, things like that. Even going to your work, you have to go to your work out here. If you don't go to your work, you're down a day's pay and you're like, that all adds up come the end of the month. Like while back home, say I missed a day or two's work, it didn't matter because I was still living at home anyway. So it's a tough one to call, but I think coming out here has definitely benefited me a lot. Okay, Declan, uh, this is obviously benefited a lot, work and so on. Consistency works very, very important. I know the stuff is for a while there with COVID, but things are very much back on the certain uh, now at the minute. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they were saying, probably said we're off for a few months, but they... You know, thank God that everything's back. It seems to be back in normal, and business is is flowing rightly. And if he's a big part of the business as well, he's a he's a vital he's a vital cog of what I do here, along with a lot of other lads that do work for me. And you know, it's 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 all about getting balance in your life. And Crippy's got some balance in his life now with work and getting himself on the straight and narrow, a bit of sport and stuff like that. So get your life in balance. 
are starting to go in the right direction. Yeah, talking about going in the right direction, the direction this Sunday is the uh, the route of the Philadelphia Marathon. Um, but joking aside, Declan, I would say we were laughing about it earlier, but um, it's a massive, massive challenge and uh, 26 miles around the city, starting with the, the Rocky Steps, is that right? Yeah, we're starting the Rocky Steps and like, following the exact route of, of the Philly Marathon, I think uh, we're going to cut up the route some, maybe tomorrow or something. I think Rippy's girlfriend and my own wife did out, did out a route that people can, can jump in and jump out where they feel comfortable. So it's heading down towards Front Street it is, Pickett Burn. I know you don't know where it is, up to Maniunk and then back at the Rocky Steps. It's a challenge. It's a challenge that I'm looking, I'm looking forward to. Christopher is looking forward to and I hope a lot of other people will will jump in and push us on on it as well. Yeah, Chris, um, <laughs> twenty six miles. It's a long, a long, uh, a long road. In terms of the course, you know, some some people talk about um, the the uh, Amsterdam Marathon being nice and flat, and the London Marathon being more of a challenge. What is the uh, the challenge of this one in terms of hills and so on? Is it a a, 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 a difficult course? Well, we're actually we're going to go and me and. Here, here we're actually going to go here the night and drive around it to actually see but going by what we've read on it it's between I think mile 8 and mile 11 it's a steady climb so that'll test us obviously but hopefully we'll have a few people there behind us so we'll push through the limit I'm just thinking there you Kevin when, when, when Chris was talking there about mile 8 and mile 8 whatever it is but you should man's well used to hills around Galway it shouldn't be a problem Ah, uh, especially where, where he's from, it's, it's even, uh, it's, it's a bit higher even where I live here, but um, I think Krippy's come up with a great idea there, driving around it, that's, that's the way I'd be. <laughs> I think it'd be a lot easier than, um, I think if we got to the top of the Rocky Steps, um, although I have climbed the Rocky Steps before, many moons ago, but um, I think if we got to the top of them, I think maybe I'd probably be the job done when we get to me and your age, Noel, that's probably as much as the heart would take, but um, I have to say, like the fair play to the two lads for um, you know embarking this and and for such a worthwhile cause. But to uh, I suppose you could turn around and do other things. It's maybe not as taxing, but to do twenty six and a half miles having next to no preparation is is um, it's just aren't. I don't think I, I don't know what this will be like on Monday. I don't. Declan, you'll definitely have the day off, will you? Oh, definitely, and um, definitely I'll be off on Monday. As I tell my mother, her response was, "Are you nuts?" So. Uh, again, it is going to be a challenge, but it's. I'm on the other side of the fence. I know Crippy's going driving around, but I, I don't want to know. I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna run it, and whatever happens, happens. So, again, looking forward to it. Whatever. Well, I think we'll finish it. We're not trying to break any records. Uh, did you, just when you mentioned when we talked earlier about people jumping on it, guys, City Declan, that uh, they're going to join. They're going to be there, thereabouts. At made three, made four, made five, whatever. Yeah, there's there's been several people. I know that are going to start a group again. There's people who are going to run half it. There's people who are going to bring their kids out and run the run the last run walk the last mile or whatever. There's there's some people who are going to cycle some of it. I think uh, Christopher's girlfriend and my wife's going to cycle most of it, just to make sure we don't take the bucket somewhere. I think, but uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of people that are showing interest in it. And again, we're not we don't we don't mind if you want to do the first mile, second mile. It's, it's up to you. The more, the merrier. Absolutely. Well, Chris, listen. Sorry, the, 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 the donate page that you've up there, um, it has surpassed the total that you were after, obviously, but it just goes to show you 
you know, the support that you have not only at home here, but in the States. And um, as I said earlier, it's for a great cause. And um, the, the target now is to, to try and open our, our, a similar facility in the, um, in the west of the province, up in Oma direction. Yeah, so we set out with like a, a $5,000 target. And we got that within the first 24 hours. So we moved it up to 10000 and we received it after, I think, three and a half days would reach that. So we'll set it up again to 15,000 and I think at the minute we're, we're cutting it close to 11 and a half thousand there at the minute. The idea behind the fundraising, and this was the announcement that I was saying earlier, was to try and set up a facility in Tyrone for the people of Tyrone that they can go to. So it's not just people of Kinmara, it's anybody that's struggling with addiction, mental health, whatever it is, that they have a safe haven to go to. There'll be people there. There'll be a man, Pat McGinn, and Paul McAnally, them's the men we're trying to get behind. So it's a place where people can go when they leave Kinmura after their 12 months, where they can meet up with people who are further on in their recovery or who can help guide them in the right direction where they want to go, regards with meetings, or even just a simple thing to meet up for a coffee and a chat and a catch-up. It's also the benefit, like, families there that are struggling with somebody that is going through addiction you know had to help them and let them know that they have a safe place to go to like there's it, it's a brilliant idea and I'm, I'm delighted to say that half of our fund is going to go into trying to open the doors in, of this place in the next few weeks they have several places in Oma that they've actually looked into at the minute so it's basically to get that just half the donation is going straight to that to try and get the doors open so that the people of Tyrone have something that's closer to home where they can all meet up and they can all socialise and it's going to be run specifically by ex-people of Kunmura or it'll be run by people that are in recovery and it's just, as I say, like a safe haven where people can go if they find that they're struggling. I think at the start it's to try and open up maybe two, three days a week but progressively as people begin to find out more about the place Hopefully, they'll be able to end up going five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week. But our main aim at the minute is to just try and open the Friends of Kunmura, Tyrone, and Oma, so that we can help as many other people that are struggling at the minute. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking there is that you mentioned Kunmura and, and, and Concilios. I don't think there's anybody in, in the north of Ireland or the length and breadth of the country who doesn't know of it and, and possibly doesn't know somebody who's been in it. You know, and, and I suppose the nature, the nature of, of, of the Irish psyche, call it what you like, but mo most people have been touched in some way by, by addiction of, of some form or other. And to have this, particularly as you say, Christopher, right on our doorstep is, 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 a, brilliant, uh, is a brilliant idea. And if the concept comes to pass, it'll be something very, very worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, I think they're crying out for something like that in Toronto. Like, you wouldn't... Like when I put up the post there last week or whatever it was, the amount of people that were like ringing or texting and saying that their parents were in it or their grandparents were in it. And this is maybe 30, 35 years ago, but they always have that like feeling. It's hard to explain. They always have that like sense of, what is it? Belonging. Belonging. You can yeah. yeah. So the amount of people that have reached out and said they were touched by it and they were, that they knew of it and they're happily to donate to it. it it's it's all brilliant. Like. Uh, well, listen, we, we won't get there, so that, as I say, I hope that the 
beat down three sore come Monday and even worse. Declan, it's always the third day after the marathon, by the way, it's a sore. So uh, <laughs> by, by Wednesday, it might be the, the toughest of that, you know. Yeah, I have to, maybe I have to call the week off just. Well, <laughs> but come here, listen, uh, obviously, the GA in Philadelphia is still a, a huge thing. And I know any time we went abroad, or and we were talking about this before, the first thing I look for is a Gaelic Jersey to see uh, if you can get, strike up a conversation. Definitely, are you involved much out there, or, or, or have you just with work on that not, not got the time? No, I'm, I've been heavily enough involved with the uh, Young Ironers Club as well. It's got Crippy's place for it. Lucky enough to be managers the past couple of years as well with a few other people. But, and again, that uh, is hugely important, especially when you do move move abroad somewhere, to have a to have a central focus that you can you can sort of work off of that and to have people to talk to and stuff. It's a big move to uproot your sticks and move somewhere else without knowing any anyone. So again, I have a lot I owe a lot to the under GAA so I do. Yeah, well suppose that work again, doesn't it? It provides jobs, it gives opportunities for people and, you know, it, op- it opens doors, shall we say. It does, yeah, definitely, open, definitely opens doors and, again, we've even since we put up this, the post uh, four days ago, a lot of people within our club that we didn't know that were, that had got themselves sober have, have came forward and, you know, and, and are happy to see that we're doing such a thing as well. Like, so there's a lot of people that we didn't know that were suffering and have moved on and got themselves sober and taken a few of which is, which is nice, which is a nice surprise thing. Brilliant to hear, brilliant to hear. Chris, of course, you're still wearing the Galway top. Uh, I take it you're still following, both of you are still following the, uh, the GA back in Throne? Yeah, definitely. I watched most of the championship matches, you know, even Galway and Trillick and every other division we basically followed. Everybody was sort of stuck to it like glue over here. Like it was, it was great that we were able to do that, you know. And obviously, I follow Galway there week in, week out there without miss, like so. You're always in contact with boys, asking them who's playing well and who's uh, who's playing well, who you have up next, and what's your aims and targets. So it's it's nice. It's nice that you always have that. It's very difficult to, to, to let that. You talk about that sense of belonging. You know, the, the one thing that, that the AAB got right was one life, one club, one club, one life. Really, you can play for other teams and all the rest, but you've only one club. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent right. You, you you can move wherever you want in the world like but home is where the heart is as they say like and you're proud to be a gabby man especially after the season the pan last year and then this year to go up against all the big top teams and finish joint top and points narrowly missing out it's obviously a, a great sign for gabby in the future gabby yeah kel of course you're part of that management team last year and involved this year and disappointed kevin finished top of the league and, and not qualify for Europe. Oh, sorry, that was a different one. <laughs> <laughs> I probably were, Noel, but look at the, you know, when the draw was made, it was an unusual year, and there was only going to be seven league games, and different people were commenting, you know, you got the group of death, whatever, like in the, the Rahalis and the Fena and Trillick and Dramore, you know, all the big hitters in, in Tyrone football. But um, we embraced it because, as I said before, we were only down a year, and we felt uh, we belong in senior football and, and uh, you know, went toe-to-toe with all those teams and, and come out rightly and, and just missed out, finished level with Dermore and Colleen at the same point, but on the head-to-head we missed out on a playoff for a chance to get into the league final, which would have been, which would have been, we definitely would have took it, it would have been an achievement. But, you know, we've a good young team, a lot of good young players there. Um, 
and a good sprinkling of, of lads experience as well. There's a good there's a good mixture there. Um, we're just probably missing one or two players. Um, I'm looking at one here at the minute on the screen, but um, I'm, not home. I'm not coming home to play for Galway. Uh, you're talking you're talking <laughs> Sorry, we'll get to you later, Declan. Now you're as crippy as I was referring to there, but um, no, listen, it, it's, you mentioned there, Noel Funny, I was going to say that to Crippy, but you know, when you, when you do come from a football background, obviously, like, Crippy was sent to half back in an All Ireland minor final seven years ago, and he's his old teammate now, he's entered the fray now with Tyrone, Conor McKenna. I'd like to know what his, his thoughts is on that, but. It's important too when you do go to that side of the world that um, you know we do meet up or get affiliated with a with a club and you know get along with uh, fellow Irish people and because the GA is just intertwined in everything we do and um, I'm sure that's helped you settle as well, Crippy. The fact that you know we are playing football a regular and uh, obviously winning things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's you need something to be able to focus on. You know, as Daki said earlier, you need a balance. So. You need the you need the football there to keep keep you occupied from March through to the end of August, like and it, the standard out here it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Like once once you get all your summer boys out and stuff like that. Like last year we had Martin O'Reilly from Donegal there and Don McKinn from Derry playing along with us. Like you're playing with top quality players, like so only playing with them players it's gonna make you improve and it's as you say, the GAA is the backbone of society. It's helped a lot of people out here make contacts with Everybody, you know, it's it's it just as we said there, it opens a lot of doors. Like Kevin mentioned, uh, Connor McKenna back playing with Throne, or hopefully back playing with Throne. You knew Connor as a minor, Chris, uh, delighted to see that. Absolutely, yeah. Connor at that level, even then, he, he was a mile above everybody else. You know, it was it was so clear to see. He was just so so talented. I, I remember the game against was common when he let it up. I think. It's maybe four or five minutes left. I think he hit one, two, one, three. It was phenomenal. Connor's a great lad too. Like he, he deserves to be happy, and it's great that he's getting home. Everybody knows about the homesickness and whatnot, and it's it's good for his peace of mind. He's back where he wants to be. He wants to get back into the throne pile. The shape he's in, everything that he's in, Connor will bring massive attributes to the throne wherever he plays or whatever they try and do moving forward. Connor McKenna is going to be a part of that. Yeah, that physical fitness, Declan, will be very handy come Sunday afternoon when you and Chris head off down the uh, steps of the Rocky Statue and uh, off round the streets of Philadelphia. Yeah, if only if we had the same physique as Conor McKenna, I think it would be too much of a problem. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, McKenna's um, you know, going to have to suck it up as, as, uh, whenever, you're in, whenever you're knee high and you know what, you just dig deep and throw it well back. So that's what we'll have to do on Sunday. <laughs> not, not, not a bad, not a bad way to funny things. Listen, Chris and Deggy, we congratulate you, uh, Christopher, first of all, on on, on the, the the achievement of the year. It's brilliant to see it, and, and long may that continue with you, and may life be good to you, Deggan. keep up the good work, and the best luck to both of you on uh, Sunday. And from myself and Kevin and Damien, we'll be keeping an eye on it. Don't forget, send us the story. I'll be bit and we'll be delighted to include it in, in any of these shows. Is anything um, obviously every anybody listening out there to, to go onto the page and donate because it's um, it's for a great cause and and uh, every pound will certainly help towards um, establishing um, what they want to do in Oma. Absolutely, delightful. Okay, lads, thanks very much for joining us and good luck on Sunday. Thanks very much. Take it easy.